Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant Not-So-Slim-Shady, joined, as always, by Andrew, Dr. Dre Dobes, and Brendan, Jay-Z Pika. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I, I think I know this one. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's our, our rapper identities, at least uh, yeah. how I see it. <laughs> I was I was going to... Uh, would prefer a little pump but little pump that is what they call you on the streets not, so you know not what? based not, not based on the rap style but. sure sure okay andrew you are from here on out little pump yeah yep you know i am excited for this slate of games this upcoming week i'm stoked there's a lot of good matchups it's nice having a bunch of teams on by i'm hurt by it quite a bit on my teams but mm-hmm. it's kind of a we'll be able to focus more in the games at hand yeah it's it's fun too putting in players that you don't usually start, and it's fun to cheer for them, like players like uh like Kenny Stills. Yeah, start. I'm starting to need to get a little more crafty. So we're excited yeah. to bring you the top shelf analysis. Not to toot our horn too much, but I like to think we are the best in the biz, or at least getting there. Uh, yeah, so we can jump there. right into the preview. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the JJ Wattless. Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, starting with the Texans side of the ball in London. In London, Jacksonville. How fun is that? (laughs) Pretty much as close as they get. Yeah. They have as many fans there as they do in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, So starting with the Texans, Mm -hmm. Will Fuller didn't practice, and he's out for week nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that only elevates not only DeAndre Hopkins, but also Darren Feltz. I think that makes him a really good play again he's been a great stream had a huge game last week the number one overall tight end i think you can you know stick him in there and stream him another week absolutely and we thought that kenny stills was gonna have a good game last week but all the targets went to darren fells so i like darren fells a lot uh this week kind of wanted to put him on my yays but i feel like that was too much of a cop out because he's just having such a such a good couple weeks so very excited for him uh would you play kenny stills uh personally no um there there's a lot of a lot of other streaming options i'm a fan of uh what i feel terrible about it not necessarily but i wouldn't go way out of my way uh to get that done yeah as far as other options on this houston texans team uh i am excited about deshaun watson obviously he's a stud you're starting him week in week out but as far as running game for the texans Carlos Hyde, you're never excited to start him, but he's turning out to be a pretty solid running back three. Uh, He has a pretty, okay, a relatively medium floor. (laughs) There's at least six or seven points there week to week. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's always a touchdown upside in that high octane offense. Um, Are you considering Duke Johnson this week? Um, I'm I'm not. I still think Carlos Hyde just gets most of the shares I'm not comfortable starting Duke Johnson. Um but I can see where an argument could be made uh because the Texans they're you know the sixth best offense in uh, rushing yards per game. They average about 133 yards. Um and the Jacksonville Jaguars defense gives up about 108. They're kind of middle of the pack there. So okay. I do like the running option uh for the Texans this game, but not enough to start Duke Johnson. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, Carlos Hyde, like I said earlier, he's kind of a uh, an RB3. If you have to flex him, you can do worse. Yeah. Uh, moving over to the Jaguar side of the ball, Minshew is kind of on a tear. He has really shocked yeah. everybody, continues to be viable. Would you feel comfortable streaming him this week? 
I think he's going to continue that this week. I think he's going to have another great game. The Texans defense, great against the run, not so great. Actually, <laughs> terrible against the pass. They are 29th passing defense. They're giving up 277 passing yards per game. I think Gardner Minshew can go off. So, Andrew, when you talk about the range of quarterbacks you're yeah. looking at, so Carson Wentz, Gardner Minshew. Um, ooh, I'm going to go Gardner Minshew. Okay, uh, let's say the white hot Kirk Cousins or Minshew. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> How bold are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling pretty bold. I'm feeling Gardner Minshew on this one. Gardner Minshew. Okay, yeah. no, I, I dig it. Be- yeah, I think he's a he's a good option. Yeah. Uh, I do think Fournette is going to do most of the legwork in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as receiving options, obviously DJ Chark. You want to start him up yep. uh, really every single week. He's he's a top wide receiver stat wise, uh, and just uh, you, you got to ride it while yeah, it happens. A, you know, yeah. it's improbable, it's weird, but it's fantasy football. So enjoy it while you can ride it. Um, are you thinking D.D. Westbrook is going to play, or are there any other options you'd want to play from this Jacksonville side of the ball? Uh, not not really, because there's a lot of decent receiving options, but they, they're they too inconsistent, because one week it's Chris Conley getting you know all the points, and next week it's D.D. Westbrook, and then also Marquise Lee comes in there. So there, there's not a, a second consistent wide receiver that I like. Yeah, you know, I'd be if Westbrook is out, I'd be pretty excited to start Conley. Okay. Uh, I think he's. I would start Conley over Kenny Stills uh, if Westbrook is out. Um, yeah, between these two teams, Texans versus Jaguars, mm-hmm. I think I'm a. I'm gonna go with uh, Watson and yeah, the Texans. I'm going Texans as well. All right, we both agree on that. Starting out good, I yep. dig it. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll start with the Bears side of the ball. Mitch Trubisky, I uh, it's sad how far the star has fallen. Yeah. Was a extremely good team um, last year. This year took a huge step back, and a big part of that has been Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as the passing options, I know you are a huge fan of Allen Robinson. I like Allen. Uh, he should do well against the Eagles. Yep. You know, they have been very burnable on the back end and Robinson should thrive. But does having Trubisky there, do you think really limit his upside? Oh, it, it definitely does. Um, but Allen Robinson still has been a shining star on that team and he's getting you <laughs> consistent points. He's been the only star on that team, but he's, he's getting shining you consistent points. Nice. I mean, he's a 15th best wide receiver. Um, it's a shame that Trubisky isn't better because otherwise Allen Robinson would move up and on the list, but he's, yeah, he's really the only guy on this team and I, that, that I like. And, uh, well, I guess David Montgomery, but I think that, <laughs> I think that Allen Robinson is still a must start. I got him as a wide receiver too, actually, because of what you said, the Eagles defense, uh, they're known for getting burned. Yeah. So you mentioned the two players on this team yeah. that I think are fantasy relevant. Um, obviously, Allen Robinson. But David Montgomery took a huge step forward last week. Yeah. He played really well, had his best game of the season. I'd be very hesitant uh, against the Eagles. You know, I have Montgomery as a sit this week. The Eagles, as bad as they've been through the air, they've been really solid against running backs. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah, I, I'd be worried uh, if I was starting Montgomery enough so that I prefer to have him on the bench, but I think he is flex worthy uh, in the hope that he can, 
uh, run into the end zone. You know, that's he always has that chance. Um, are you more optimistic about Montgomery or are you with me? I, I'm with you there. I think last week is going to be a lot better than this week. Um, Eagles are the eighth best rushing defense in the league. Um, and I, I, like you said, their rushing defense is really good. I feel like they're going to try to look to pass the ball more because uh, the Eagles are going to stop them on the, on the ground. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. I think that's most likely yeah. how this game is going to turn out. And really, those are the only two options on this Bears team that I'm even Absolutely. contemplating to start. Uh, over to the Eagles side of the ball. I have not been that excited about Carson Wentz. Uh, really rough start to the season. Yeah. Uh, you pulled up this nice nugget here. Carson Wentz has thrown less than 200 yards in the last four out of five games he's played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a great stat. Nice. That's not anything to be it's too excited for. But a big part of that might be Deshaun Jackson being gone. Yeah. You know, he is questionable. Uh, Doug Peterson said he is optimistic that he does return to the lineup this week. Um, if Deshaun Jackson starts, are you playing him? Um, I am. If he starts, yeah. I'm playing him. He's got one of the most, the one of the largest ceilings, I think, uh, in the NFL. So. If he, yeah, no, he is historically boom bust, and if he's playing, you saw it week one. He is just absolutely crazy good <laughs> when he's healthy and ready to roll. And he's one of those players that he's just got to be chomping at the bit yeah. to get back. So if he's playing, I am starting him. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I, I'm leaning against being optimistic about Jeffrey, uh, even without Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I think that. Jeffrey's going to have a better game if Deshaun Jackson plays, honestly. I think that if Yeah, no, I think you're if right. If Jackson doesn't play, it's going to be all eyes on Jeffrey. So, he's going to he's going to be covered a lot, um double teamed and all that. So, I think that if Jackson plays, it'll be a huge relief for Jeffrey and he'll have more opportunities to get open. Yeah, the Bears passing defense only allows uh, 230 yards per game on average. Uh, I would expect a lot of running in this game. I think Jordan Howard has a pretty nice day in this game. Uh, I'm not as excited about Miles Sanders. I still want to see his his, uh, involvement go up. I think this is still the Jordan Howard show. Uh, And unfortunately for Sanders, Howard is still running really well. So I do expect Howard to play. I have Howard as a... I'd say a high-end flex, honestly. Yeah, I got him. I actually have Miles Sanders just a little lower than Howard. Howard, I got him as that high-end flex. Sanders, I wouldn't actually be that upset if I put him in a flex position. Um, because, you know, you, you might be thinking they're going up against uh, the, It's risky. It, it is risky, you know. But last week, they went up against the Bills defense, which is pretty tough. And Miles Sanders, you know, got 74 rushing yards and a touchdown. And he's involved in the passing game. So there's a lot uh other players that I would be – more nervous about starting the Miles Sanders. Yeah, interesting. I think we're going to differ yep. there. I definitely see the upside. I know he can do yep. it. It just makes me nervous, his involvement. Another situation that makes me nervous, rip to everybody who drafted Zach Ertz this yeah. year. Oh, that's been just devastating in a already devastated tight end landscape. But the question people have, if you have Ertz, are you starting him? Oh, man, that's... it. It's such a you're in a tough position if you have Zach Ertz. Um, I I think I'm at that point where I I don't want to start him anymore. Yeah, no, I, I mean I think everybody doesn't, doesn't want to start him anymore. I, uh, I but do you? I I wouldn't. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would look oh. for other options. 
Hot take. So who's <laughs> here's a question yeah. for you. What's a streamable tight end you would put above Ooh. Zach Ertz? Streamable well, honestly, I would start uh, I would start the backup. I would or I guess the second string, Dallas Goddard or Goddard. I would start Goddard. <laughs> Amateur. Well it's D-O-E-D, yeah. so Wow. So you would start Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz. The same reason I would start Cameron Braid over OJ Howard if they were both healthy and playing. If, if they were both playing. Yeah, if they were both healthy wow, and playing. Wow, that's a hot take. Um, Zach Ertz is not as involved as, as Goddard is. <sighs> wow. Uh, Ertz is still pretty involved. It's not like it's um, a hail. It's not like a, a, he's forgotten about. No. He is targeted. It's just a weird situation where, you know, we're familiar with, you know, tight ends. Or we're familiar with running backs splitting work. That's been the case for this team and their tight ends. Yeah. Zach Ertz is being the yardage guy, and Goddard is being the red zone guy, which for a tight end, you get the value from the touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So it's a very bizarre situation. If I have Ertz, I'm starting him. There's not a whole lot there streaming that they're that involved. So even though it has hurt, and it probably will hurt moving forward, yeah. at least you know Ertz has a role. I'm glad you brought up Goddard. I am a fan of Goddard. He's you know, he's really stepped it up and he's a player that this team really likes and was really excited to develop. So even though it's been frustrating, Zach Ertz is taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Goddard is taking a step forward, but unfortunately they're both kind of eating into what their ceiling is. Yeah. So they both have a low floor um, between the two. I'm still starting Ertz, but I think Goddard is a fine stream. I like him in the realm of, you know, TJ Hawkinson. Um, you know, that's kind of that l- tight end two category okay. that tight end two level um he has a shot for a touchdown every game and honestly that makes you a streamable option in, uh, for tight end that's that's why i like him a lot he's he's got a lot of uh, red zone opportunities and and that's what i'm looking for in a tight end yeah uh spent a shocking amount of time on this game bears taking on eagles oh gosh eagles. this is a gross one eagles from you're going eagles eagles oh my heart says yes. No, my brain says yes. I'm going to go to Bears. Duh, Bears. All right, Brendan. Duh, Bears. Get on Duh in here. Bears. Okay, I am going with Eagles. Eagles. Fly Eagles. Fly you guys Eagles. are a pair of e-gals. Wow. Moving on, wow. <laughs> we have the Minnesota Vikings yep. taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes is unlikely to play. Yes, he is. But just like they say in Dumb and Dumber, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. We'll start with the Vikings. Adam Thielen is a game-time decision. Uh, hopefully he plays. He really makes everything better. Good guy, even better football player. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think he's a start. He's you know, he star. really, ever since people were hating on him, yeah. he really decided to start throwing it well. Yep. Um, almost to the point of being too hyper-efficient. This will be an interesting game. I can see it really going two ways. If Mahomes is in there, I think Chiefs win. Makes me a lot um, more nervous if Mahomes plays. Yes. If Mahomes doesn't play, I think it's a route. I think the Vikings will steamroll this Chiefs yep. team. Uh, it is an arrowhead, which that's a magical place. Things can happen. But Vikings, I'm starting Thielen if he's playing. I'm starting Diggs, even though it's gross. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook should be, if he finishes he's, as the top player in football this week, it's not a surprise. Yeah, I predict him. I got him as the, the RB1 at the end of end of this week because chiefs rushing defense are not good they're 30 oh, non-existent they are ranked 30th 
in rushing yards allowed per game. They're allowing 145 yards per game. Delvin Cook should go off. Well, and combine that with the Vikings third in the NFL for rushing yards per game exactly. with an average of 160. Exactly. So that should be a good combination. Yeah. Um, really, I like pretty much everybody, all yeah. the options, uh, other than Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. I am not desperate enough to start him, but I think all the other skilled players you throw in there. Mm-hmm. I, I even like Diggs. Yeah, like no, and, and you see what he can do. He's that boom bust player. Um, it's tough him. owning him, but he's been he's been productive lately, especially yeah. with Thielen being a game time decision. Funny enough, he just passed Cortland Sutton as a number twelve wide receiver this year. That's how good he's. That doing. is funny. That's how good he's uh, doing. One hundred and six <laughs> receiving yards. He's he's been on fire the last couple weeks. So I like I like any Viking here. You dig some digs. Um, Moving over to the Chiefs side of the ball. A lot of this is dependent on Mahomes. Um, Travis Kelsey, you're starting. He's a locked and loaded tight end one, no matter who's throwing him the ball. Running game, honestly, I'm ignoring it. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is a desperation flex, um, but this is a really good Vikings defense. You know, I'm just going to say it. The only two players I'm interested in, Tyree Kill. Yep. And I'm not expecting much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Travis Kelsey, who I think will be capable. Yeah. He'll be necessary security blanket. I think Travis Kelsey is actually going to have a really good game. Um, yeah. Because Vikings, they they have a little trouble covering the tight end. But yeah, I think Tyreek Hill is going to do okay. Um, yeah, like you said, those are really the only two guys. McCoy is a desperation against this tough Vikings defense. So yeah. Everything will change, though. If Pat Mahomes plays... That I who would you start any anyone else if no <laughs> nothing okay. changes for me nothing I just would have higher expectations for the two people I mentioned okay fair enough right um anything else you want to mention from this game that was pretty straightforward no that was straightforward that was well yeah said. these are these are pretty easy decisions to make here Vikings taking on the Chiefs I love to hate on the Vikings give me the Chiefs all right freaking skull dude. Vikings, freaking go. skull bro freaking all right brendan let's hear it my man that's a skull over here for me yep. dog yep. Uh, i am going to the vikings let's go Gosh. i wish i could inject viking tears right into my veins all right i have a lot built up so <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll take a while oh, yeah. 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 uh moving on we have the indianapolis colts taking on the pittsburgh steelers mm-hmm. ty hilton is out three to four weeks with a calf injury yep that's not great news for the colts or the fantasy owners yeah this is a big injury game oh that's devastating yeah that's not great um unfortunately on a couple levels pittsburgh does have a pretty solid defense yeah. you know they they are 10th in the nfl uh in yards allowed in a bad way. So it's not a spectacular matchup for mm-hmm. the Colts. And I think with TY out, you know, I definitely lowering my expectations for Brissett. I don't think he's a streamer or in the streaming conversation this week. No. I mean, his options are going to be Pascal. Um, and truly, I guess just the uh, tight ends. Ebron's questionable. Yeah. Uh, Jack Doyle. Uh, it's not a great option. Yeah, it's looking like Ebron might not even play. So it's Jack Doyle. Chester Rogers, Zach Pascal, and then passing to Mar- Mar- Marlon Mack, and then Hines. It's it's not good, is what we're trying to say. Right. So truly, I think on the Colt side of the ball, I'm not excited about the tight end options. I'm not excited. Nope. Really, Marlon Mack is the only person I'd be starting or inclined yeah. to start this week. Yeah. 
And even him, I would temper my expectations. I think the Steelers team is going to have their number. Yep, I agree. Uh, Over to the Steelers side of the ball. The biggest news of this is James Conner did not practice uh, and it's looking like he's doubtful to play. I'm hoping everybody here picked up Jalen Samuels. That'd be a huge boost. He should get the full workload and the Colts are pretty vulnerable to running backs. Yeah. You know, I, I can easily see Samuels. He's proved to be a pretty effective player. I can see him getting 70 yards and a touchdown. Mm Mm-hmm. If James Conner plays, would you still have Samuels? Oh, God, no. No, okay. if Conner does play, you're starting Conner. I like whoever is running for the Steelers against yeah. the Colts. All right. Um, but Samuels, playing. he should be available in waiver wire. Um, you know, And if he's not, make sure you pick him up. Um, unfortunately, we didn't tell you to do that earlier this week. But if he's still out there, make sure you pick him up. He's, uh, you know, I'd say low-end RB2, high-end RB3 this week. Yeah, absolutely. And even if Connor plays this week, I still really like Samuels because Connor's very injury prone. So, yes, yeah, unfortunately for Connor. Yeah, um, yeah no, he's a he's a pretty high value handcuff at this point in the season. Juju Smith Schuster started out disappointing, yeah. got disappointing with the Roethlisberger injury, but he's showing signs of life. Um, he's not a superstar that you're hoping for, but he's proving to be capable and you know kind of week in week out low-end wide receiver too yeah capable is is the correct word for him he's finally (laughs) starting to get that connection with mason rudolph um so yeah he's he's a must start to me yeah no i am with you there uh i'm trying to think who else vance mcdonald i'm not interested in truly i think juju and smith schuster are the two people i'm focusing on in this game yeah i I think it i think that's about it james connor juju no one else I dig it. Colts taking on the Steelers. Give me the Steelers, but I I think it's close. I got the Steelers as well. It's going to be a very, I'm I'm not going to say exciting game. It's going to be close. I think it's just going to be kind of one of those sad ones to watch. You know what? Especially if if Connor's out. I take that back. I'm going to go Colts. I really really like Frank Reich. I think he's going to be able to hodgepodge together a win. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be close. The Steelers almost right. lost to the Dolphins last week. Yeah. That did not look like a good team. Yeah. The Colts are a good team, even with the injuries. Give me the Colts. You're going with the hodgepodge. All right. Brendan, let's oh, hear it. Oh, boy. Come on. I Honestly, I was getting concerned uh, since you guys both picked the Steelers because I'm going with the Colts. Oh, so, Colts up. All right. Going with the Colts. Let's All go, right. Bryant. We got this I, this week. We have <laughs> disagreed on – more games this week so far than last the entire episode last week. It's more fun that way. We're three for four right now. <laughs> Hopefully, actually, this next game, I don't know how it's going to go. Oh, so, man. Let's talk about it. Let's just jump right in it. We have yeah. the New York low-flying Jets taking on exciting. the Miami yeah. Sushi Dolphins. Yeah. This is a gross bowl. I'll just jump right into it. Yep. I think Especially the Jets... if you're eating dolphin. Because that's sushi. Oh, disgusting. This might be a um, hot take. Yeah, I've never had dolphin. Me either. But I would imagine it would taste good. <laughs> I didn't know you could eat dolphin. You think dolphin tastes good? I, can't. I don't, I don't even know fish. if it's legal. It's, I feel like, it's not I feel legal. Like it be, I feel like it'd be really chewy. Yeah. You know? I, get, I feel like it'd be way too chewy. Also, dolphins aren't, yeah, dolphins aren't fish, are they? Aren't they mammals? You can still yeah, eat them. <laughs> You could you could still eat them. This <laughs> dolphins are mammals. 
<laughs> Long story short, taking a if it was okay, I would yeah. go off in sushi. I could, I they got eat so them in distracted. Japan, bro. Anyway, and moving on. <laughs> so That's a discussion for another day. Oh, the no. Jets. Yeah. I'm excited about a lot of these options. Any of those um, Sam Darnold makes yeah. me super nervous. I was really excited about this offense coming into the season. I switched my feeling on their head coach, Adam Gase. Now I think he's an idiot. Um, he, was kind of, does in New York. he was in the mad genius category for a little bit, but now people are like, oh no, he's just stupid. That he's makes me bad. nervous. Aside from that, Darnold, I'm nervous on. If he can you know, get his head on straight, I think he has a pretty good supporting cast to be able to do some great things. Um, Darnold, I, I don't have in my streaming conversation. I want to see it first. However, I am really excited about two of his passing options. First off, give me Robbie Anderson this week. The the Dolphins are literally the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah. Please, Robbie Anderson, if it's ever going to happen, this is the week. Last week, there were two long bombs that he could have had. One, there was a uh, defensive pass interference call on him. And the other one, Darnold just couldn't hit him. So he was getting open. You know, there, there were opportunities, and that's what you want. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they didn't connect last week. This week, if they connect, I mean, it's, it's the Dolphins. They want to go yeah. home. They want the season to be over. So I do really like Robbie Anderson this week. I do still have him in the flex category, but he's one of those that could get you 15 points this week. I agree. Um, what, what's the other one? What's the other receiver? Le'Veon Bell. There you go. Hear me out. Le'Veon has been bad uh, this season. You know, I'm... I had high hopes for him. People are expecting a lot from him. But here's the thing. Since week three, he's averaged 7.5 points per game. That is not great. That's and he's terrible. seen his he's seen That's his terrible. workload really decrease, and it yeah. hasn't been that much. He's been complaining this week. There were rumors about him uh, you know, getting traded to a different team. Yeah. I think squeaky wheel treatment this week. He wants the work. And I think there's, they're going to give it to him. Uh, yeah. The Miami Dolphins defense is literally the worst in the NFL against running backs. Fire up Le'Veon Bell. I think he has a top five finish this week. Ooh. If there's any week to do it for this entire Jets offense. It, <laughs> this is week. the week. If, yeah, if this is the proving ground. Game, yeah. I've, I'm going to lose all faith. In, I barely yeah. have any faith as it is. I agree. And if, if, like, if it was just like last week when the Dolphins played the Steelers, if it's that close – Mm-hmm. I'm going to have no faith in this Jets offense. I don't want anything to do with any of them. Yeah, no, I am with you there wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah. Over to the Dolphins, I guess, is there anybody else you'd be looking at? I know Chris Herndon uh, has been trendy, but he's still hurt, and I'm not yeah, I'm not going to play that game anymore. I'm not playing that game. It. I, I don't like that. I've faded a lot on Jamison Crowder for the last couple weeks. Um yeah, no Demarius Thomas. Really, the only receiver I like now is Robbie Anderson. Yeah, and, so. and Crowder could get back into it. You know, they do still have sure. a good schedule, but I just want to see it first. If there's any week. If there's any it's week. Be this. Uh, over to the Dolphins' side of the ball, there's one player I think is worth yeah. mentioning. Mark Walton. One player. There it is. Now, that's not a very exciting option. There's not a super high ceiling, but in bi-week hell – in you know a league where running back is hard to come by everybody's getting hurt not a whole lot yep. of production you yep. need a starting body i think he could do worse than mark walton 
Uh, he's Kalen Balaj is awful. He's a terrible football player. Dodges footballs. I would not Man, worry about Balaj stealing too many touches. This is Mark Walton's background or backfield. You know they traded away no. Kenyon Drake. They trust this guy, and he's proven to be relatively effective. So I wouldn't got the touches. I wouldn't he expect anything massive. And unfortunately, yeah. the Jets' rushing defense uh, is tenth in the NFL in a bad way for Mark Walton. They're only yeah. giving up an average ninety-four yards per game. That's a really good defense. However, Mark Walton in a tough bye week, I think you can get 60 yards and if you're lucky, a touchdown. Ooh, okay. I I also kind of like the Dolphins' uh, receiving core this game. You'll think, have to talk me into it, my friend. I think I like, I like Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Um, so last week they put up 59 yards and 42 yards. Not great. That's against a decent Steelers defense. Um, Jets... As, as good as the Jets' running game or running defense is, their passing game is terrible. They're giving up 262 uh, passing yards per game. They're on the same line as the Giants, um, same you know level as the Ravens. They're very, they're towards the very bottom uh, of the list. And I think again, if there's any game for these guys to go off, it's going to be this one. It's the battle of the one of the the worst teams in the NFL. So. I think Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, we're going to see their upside this game. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, you know, it just makes me nervous. This isn't a team I want to shoot darts with. Yeah, you know what? I Like I said, I see, Patrick yeah, I see where you're coming from. I think the Jets show up to play, and that makes me nervous for these receivers. All right. um, Jets taking on Dolphins. I take oh. the Jets. Oh, I'm taking the Jets. I I wanted to last week against the Steelers, and I really wanted to this week against the Jets, but I can't. I just can't see the Dolphins winning a game. If you were to choose the Dolphins, you would double their fan base. That's true. Uh, Shout out to that one guy in Miami. (laughs) Moving on, we have the Washington football franchise taking on the America's favorite team but kind of cooling off a little bit buffalo bills we'll start with washington it is ugly (laughs) it's it's terrible ugly washington has no alibi case keenum is out for week nine they have announced it is Dwayne. bring the pain haskins as in bring the pain to everybody watching him play yep oh god it was hard to watch it's pain in your eyes yeah god Anyway, I'm going to move past my personal feelings. This nullifies Scary Terry. Unfortunately, Dwayne Haskins is a bad quarterback. And Scary Terry already had a bad matchup against the Buffalo Bills. But with Dwayne Haskins, I'm out. It's I'm way out (laughs) with Dwayne Haskins. It's he he threw for 33 yards and had an interception last game against the Vikings. That's not good. I mean, he didn't play a lot. He only threw it three times and uh you know tried to throw it five times only made three completions so Dwayne Haskins man I just no confidence in that guy at all I have more confidence in Joe Flacco when he's healthy (laughs) I was gonna say he's an IR so (laughs) yeah yeah no I'm Dwayne Dwayne Haskins has more interceptions than Carson Wentz yeah that's not great. Um, yeah, so that nullifies the passing options. As far as running backs, Chris Thompson has been ruled out, so he's not yeah. somebody to consider. AP, if he's healthy, 
I'm not starting him. The Buffalo Bills are a solid defense. Um, yeah, I think unfortunately every single Washington player is not somebody worth considering. Yeah, if it if it wasn't against the Bills, I would actually consider starting AP. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, because the last three games, he's gotten over 78 rushing yards. So that's not bad for a for a low end flex, but it's against the Bills. Bills have a, a pretty good defense. So yeah, with you there. Uh, over to the Bills side of the ball, the Red, uh, not the Redskins, because that's politically incorrect. Washington has a bad defense, so fortunately, I think the Bills should feast. I was hoping yep. for this last week. Uh, but the weather was not super cooperative. So unfortunately, John Brown didn't get the huge game I was expecting. Um, you know, Josh Allen didn't go off the way I was hoping for. However, this game is outside. It does appear the weather as of now is projected to be somewhat showers. So a little wet, but nothing too frightening yet. So definitely keep an eye on that. But John Brown, I love him this week. Um, Washington you know, they give up a lot of yards per game uh, through the air. And I think Allen is going to be testing his deep ball. John Brown has at least five receptions in each game this year. One of only two receivers, him and Michael Thomas. He's a legit wide receiver too. You know, the production has been pretty up and down because of the touchdowns, but he's getting the targets. He's heavily involved. And I think the stars are going to align. I do expect a really big game from John Brown this week. Yeah, I actually like most of the Bills here. I like uh, John Brown, and I still like me a little Cole Beasley. Yeah. He's not going to get many many receptions, not going to get many yards, but I think he can get another touchdown here. Continue that streak. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I also like their run game a lot. Hmm. I like the Bills run game. All right, so uh, for somebody who's on the fence, let's yeah. just say I know a guy with rosy yeah. cheeks and has a podcast. Okay. He has Devin Singletary on his bench. Yep. He's trying to decide, do I start just completely hypothetically James White of the Patriots or does he play somebody like Devin Singletary? Um, This is where you got to look at matchups. So James White's going up against the Ravens who have a really good rushing defense. So this is where I I would go Devin Singletary um, because the Redskins rushing defense are ranked 28th. They give up uh, over 138 yards per game to running backs. And I know he's still splitting a lot of carries with Frank Gore, and that makes me very nervous. But, again, Singletary's involved in the passing game, and that's what you want out of a running back. He, he had four receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown last game. Um, I, I like him mainly because of that passing option. Yeah, love the analysis. You, sir, are a superstar in the making. Uh, I like Singletary too. You know, between Gore and Singletary, I would favor Singletary. You know, he's getting more and more involved. He is involved in the passing game. And this Washington team, they just want the season to be over just like the Dolphins. So I don't know how motivated they are to play their hearts out. Uh, Give me Singletary this week. I'm a big fan. Frank Gore, I'd have as a low-end flex. Singletary, I have as a medium flex with a higher-than-expected ceiling. Yep. Well put. Thank you, sir. Josh Allen, do you have him as a top ten QB? Oh. Ooh, I I'm gonna go yes. Wow, I did not expect there to be any hesitation with that. I have him as a locked in top ten QB. Uh the rushing ability combined with the awful Washington defense, I think is a mixture for success. I need to look at the other matchups real quick to just double check. But yeah. Yeah, I think he can have three touchdowns. 30 yards rushing. I think he delivers. I think he has a big game this week. Him and John Brown think, are going to crush it. You, 
you think top potentially top five this week or no? Is that too much? You know what? That's a tough one. Yeah. Tough it one. depends how much he runs. If he runs okay. to what he's capable of, he's a top five this week, in my humble All opinion. Right. Uh, Bills yeah. taking on Washington. Give me the Bills. Bill up. Andrew, here's a personal favorite of mine. What did the mother buffalo say to her son when he was leaving? I don't know. What did the mother buffalo say to the other buffalo? Bye, son. Bye, son. (laughs) (laughs) Even Brendan knew that. There you go. Uh, Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Carolina Panthers. We'll start with the Titans. Gosh, I hate this team so much, but they keep getting it done. I just do. I hate them. Uh, starting with the team I hate, let's just jump right into it. Derrick Henry is a top 10 running back. He's getting the volume. He's getting the production. Locked and loaded player. Top 10 performance this week, Derrick Henry. Here's a player that I want your opinion on. Giannu Smith, the tight end, backup tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Delaney Walker is, oh God, I think he's like 35. He is old. Um, still been relatively productive. However, last week, Giannu Smith played really well. He has yep. that freakish athleticism that seems to be the new wave of football player. Uh, Walker is looking like he'll be out this week. I'm interested in streaming Smith. I He is pretty good. He had a pretty good game <laughs> last week. Uh, but that was against the Buccaneers, who have the worst passing defense in the entire league. And now they're going up against the Panthers, who have the fifth best passing defense. I wouldn't expect as good of a game as he did last Here's week. where I will argue with you. Okay. The Panthers have an excellent uh, pass defense. However, that's with the wide receivers. They are so good against the wide receivers I think that's really going to open up the tight end position. And I think Tannehill knows he sucks at football and he's going to highlight that tight end position for this, for that yardage. So I'm a fan of Smith. I have him above Hawkinson. I have him above Jimmy Graham. I think he's a top eight tight end this week. Top eight this week? Top eight. I'm feeling bold. I I think he can get 50 yards and no touchdown. Well, I say 70 yards and a touchdown. Wow, that's big. That is big, especially for a tight end. Um, Speaking of big, let me make this not weird. Uh, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. These are two high-pedigree wide receivers just lost in the abyss of Tennessee Titanhood. Are you excited about either of those players against this high-caliber Carolina Panthers pass defense? Not this week. Not this week. Like you said, it's such a good defense that I I don't have any confidence. I don't have a lot of confidence in Davis or A.J. Brown. I mean, last week, like I said, they played a terrible secondary um, with the Buccaneers, and they didn't put up you know that great of numbers. I mean, A.J. Brown got a touchdown, but he only got two receptions for 11 yards. Corey Davis got two receptions for nine yards. So if they didn't play well against the Buccaneers, I don't think they're going to play well against the uh against a good second yeah i'm with you there i'm starting henry i'm starting smith other than that wait till next week and i I should say i was uh incorrect tampa bay is 31st not 32nd in uh (laughs) passing defense that goes to the detroit line that is close enough i will forgive you 
Uh, over to the Panther side of the ball, Curtis Samuel is questionable with a shoulder injury. I wouldn't have been that excited to play him anyway. This would be a Christian McCaffrey heavy game, as is every game. Are you excited about DJ Moore or Greg Olson? Um, I think DJ Moore is good enough to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Olson, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I think Greg Olson gets lucky a couple times. Interesting. But. Yeah, I feel almost identical to how I feel about the Titans' options. Um, I'm not excited about uh, Samuel or Moore. I think it'll be a tight end heavy game. I don't expect a whole lot for Greg Olson, um, but I think he'll be better this week than you know either Samuel or Moore, uh, with the exception of maybe one of those guys accidentally scoring a touchdown. But I think Olsen will be the focal point uh, of the passing game when it's not given to McCaffrey. Really? I think the, the Titans secondary really has fallen in the last couple of weeks. So, Well, I'm excited to see, see how that turns out. Um, you know, to that fact, we should probably drop some stats. The Titans passing defense is ranked 29th in the NFL, giving up 239 yards per game. Andrew, you tell me, is that good or is that bad? Uh, that's bad. That is not great. Really bad. That's really bad. So they are exploitable. However, I still like Olsen more than the passing options. Um, yeah. Titans taking on Panthers. I hate the Titans, so just by default, I'll take whoever's <laughs> facing them. Give me the Panthers. Uh, yeah, I'm going Panthers as well. Uh, not because I hate the Titans, <laughs> but because I do. I do want to point out, bad. I did hear a report. Uh, Unfortunately, Cam Newton did go to Green Bay to meet with Anderson, the foot specialist. This isn't a joke. That's actually a real thing that happened. Um, it's not looking like he'll be able to be playing this season. If you have been stashing him on your bench, I'd be comfortable dropping him at this point. I'm not expecting him anytime soon. This is not official. Uh, he hasn't been ruled out for the rest of the season, but if he's meeting with Robert Anderson, that's not a good thing. I'm expecting him not to be back this season. Got it. So drop him, pick up Ryan Tannehill. That's what you're saying. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> if you want to die in the Tannehill hill, take it. Uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions facing on facing on the Oakland Raiders. Let's start with the Lions. Interesting development. Uh, the Lions worked out uh, Jay Ajayi today. Hasn't been signed yet, but if Jay Ajayi signs, I'd be heavily, heavily interested However, let's deal with things as they stand. Their running back mess post Carrion Johnson has been disgusting. People, it's a mess. Yeah, people were picking up Ty Johnson thinking he was the answer. There is no answer, only questions. Don't start any running back in this game. It is a mix between Tra Carson, Ty Johnson, JD McKissick. It's gross. So, Matthew in my opinion, it's hands off. Uh, do you feel differently? I don't. The Raiders actually have a, a pretty solid running defense or rushing defense. Uh, they're ranked ninth. They only allow 93 rushing yards per game. Um, so I, I wouldn't feel confident if Carrion Johnson was in, and I really don't feel confident with all these backups. So Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it. They're rushing. Uh, Kenny Galladay, you're starting. The Raiders have been atrocious in the passing game. A big part of that was Aaron Rodgers ripping them a new black hole. Um, however, Kenny Galladay, I dig him this week. Marvin Jones, you're starting. TJ Hawkinson, I would be excited for if he could catch the ball. I say that because if he goes off, I can say I called it. If he sucks, yeah. I can say I called it. 
So there you go. Now you're thinking. Yes, that's that's good. Yeah, be smart. I, that's that's my I, fantasy analysis: is to appear wise without having yeah. to compromise myself. I think TJ Hawkinson can actually have a really good game. Um, Raiders have a horrible passing defense. I talked about the Bucks being terrible. Raiders are right there with them, thirtieth, giving up two hundred eighty-five passing yards per game. So I think start Marvin Jones, start Kenny Galladay. And I'm considering, but I'm not, I wouldn't, it, it's close, but Danny Amendola, cool. I wouldn't start him though. He's close. He's up there, but he's in consideration, but I wouldn't start him. That's a hot take. I can respect that. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford's been white hot. You're starting him. He's going to be so good this game. Uh, Oakland Raiders. Josh Jacobs is questionable. Yeah. He is expected to play. The guy's a Terminator. Yeah. Tyrell Williams. Expected to play. Fortunately, did not have a setback last week coming back from injury. The guy's a machine. If he's in, pretty good chance he scores a touchdown. You're starting him as a low-end wide receiver, too. Uh, at least I would estimate that. Anybody yeah, else you're interested in? Other than Darren Waller, who's a superstar. Well, that's who I was going to say. Yeah. Um, no, that's it. Josh Jacobs, Waller. Um, and Well, you know, I would consider flexing Derek Carr. I think if you are if you're need a quarterback this week or not flexing, sorry, streaming. My apologies. If you're streaming a quarterback, I think Derek Carr could actually be a solid option this week cuz like I previously said, Lions have the worst passing defense in the league, giving up almost 300 yards passing yards per game. So, I think it actually could be a good game for Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, the Lions have been devastated uh, by injuries, so they are exploitable. I just inherently want to disagree with you because Derek Carr is one of my least favorite uh, football Carr. players. Yeah, yeah I, I see where you're coming from. I would not have the stones to do that, um, but more power to you, my friend. Lions yeah. taking on the Raiders. Give me the Lions. Give me the Raiders. Ugh. God, that's Give disgusting. Me the Raiders. I think Derek Carr is actually going to go off this oh, game. It's going to be God. Weird. Brendan, yeah, let's hear it, my friend. Um, let's hear it. NFC North. No this is tough. No, it's not. I think I am going with the Lions, though. I'm trying to think of a clever comeback. I don't have yeah. one. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just the Lion yeah. King. That's what I got. All right. <laughs> Moving on, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Fun bit of news. Seattle Seahawks signed Josh Gordon. Uh, I'm going to tell you my gut reaction. I'm yep. pretty pissed off that. Why? Uh, because I love DK Metcalf and this Gordon thing kind of messes stuff up. So I mean, right. Josh Gordon's not playing, you know, he's, he's injured. Yep. So he'll be out. For he's not weeks. injured. Oh my Andrew. He's what? not injured. That was, Oh gosh. I'm so mad at you. It, it still said he still could be out for a couple weeks. It I don't was know. a ploy to get on a different team. You fool. You know, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist it's called strategy anyway i do not like this he's not playing this week so dk metcalf is awesome this week but something to consider moving forward great for russell wilson and i think tyler lockett remains unaffected because he is a wide receiver one however uh russell wilson qb1 tyler lockett you're starting him with confidence dk metcalf is usually on the start radar he's been pretty flexy lately I'm starting him this week. He regressed in a major way, scoring two touchdowns last week. Andrew, would you care to take a guess 
on who the most yeah. targeted player in the NFL is this season in the red zone? Targeted player. Most targeted player in the red zone this season. In the red zone. I, I guess if we're talking about the Seahawks, then we'll go Tyler Lockett. I was giving you a layup for DK Metcalf. Oh, DK Metcalf. Oh, my God. DK Metcalf. Uh, was, I've was never... That right? Oh, my God. Yes. DK... Good guess, Andrew. Oh, thank you. Thank DK you. freaking Metcalf, who I tried yeah. to give you the alley-oop there, and you just landed yeah. on your face. I'm not much of a basketball Moving player. past my anger, DK Metcalf should have a great game this week. Like... Andrew Guest, he is the most targeted player in the NFL in the red zone. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are awful against the pass. I really like Metcalf's chance in this game. I'm starting him with confidence. This this is going to be a shootout. This is the barn burner here. This is going to be uh, two terrible secondaries that are just going to get torn apart. So I I like every Seahawk offense. Um, Except I guess. Yeah, except tight end. There's really not much going on there. But, yeah, I like DK. I like Tyler Lockett. Um, Russell Wilson, I think, can finish as the quarterback one this week. Oh, easily. So this is a player that you have an affinity for. Chris Carson, he's a great player, having a great season. However, the Buccaneers have been really, really good against running backs this season. This is going to be a tough game for him. So uh, I love Chris Carson. And he's too good not to start. And, he, and Andrew, if I if I can interrupt, when I say yeah. Tampa Bay defense has been really, really good against the run, they are literally the best. They are number yeah. one in the NFL. They're only allowing 68 yards per game on the ground. Yeah, this is something where do not expect a big game from Chris Carson. Um, I, I could predict, you know, maybe Carson will get 70 rushing yards and a receiving touchdown. That's what I'll predict from. Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty solid stat line, and I think you're right on the money. I think that's a pretty healthy guess. Um, moving over to the Buccaneer side of the ball. Yep, I put a little fun fact in here for you. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I wrote it down right here. Jameis Winston. All right, let's hear it. On pace to throw 27 interceptions this season. How many? 27 that's insane. That is a fun fact. Oh, uh, unless you're James Winston. It, I kind of hope it happens, honestly. Yeah, he's the new Jay Cutler. Um, yeah. yeah, as bad as he is in real life football, he is great for fantasy football. I would not start Jameis. Uh, I take that back. You know, I think he's a worth... I would start him over Ryan Tannehill this week. Um, I do like Godwin. I do like Mike Evans. Cameron Bray, I think, is a fine desperation option. You know, I do think yeah. there will be opportunity here. Seahawks have not been very good against tight ends this year. So really, I think it's all systems go for this Buccaneer offense. I agree. Yeah, However, look- with a run game, I would not be playing either one of these guys. It is a gross three-way timeshare, a devil's yep. triangle, as the kids call it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Peyton Barber's been ineffective. Ronald Jones is not getting the opportunity, and Dare Umgumbwe is a th- third down specialist, and he does not have standalone value. So stay out of stay out of it. Devils three way. Just ignore the running game. If somebody gets injured, if say for example Peyton Barber gets injured, Ronald Jones becomes a league winner in my opinion. But yep, 
Peyton Barber is apparently invincible, and that's not set to happen. So until further notice, avoid the running backs. I agree. Well put. Buccaneers taking on the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. Moving on, we have America's favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, taking on the LA Chargers, the team nobody wants. Starting with the Packers, I do expect Aaron Rodgers to continue his run of excellence. The Chargers have been very good against uh, quarterbacks. The Chargers passing defense is ranked 6th allowing only 217 passing yards per game, also known as a first half for Aaron Rodgers. So I am still very optimistic. Um, Granted, his wide receivers are not great. They're not great anyway, so the Chargers stopping the wide receivers won't really affect him all that much. Devontae Adams is questionable. He practiced for the third time in a row today on Friday. It looks He is probably going to be a game-time decision, but I think it's pretty favorable this week. Um, if Devontae Adams plays, it's a tough matchup against ha- – I'm trying to think what the what – the, Casey Hayward. Um, Casey Hayward is a great player, but I think Devontae Adams is better, and I think he's chomping at the bit to go in there and really make a big difference for this passing offense. Um, Interesting. So I, I think it's going to be okay. I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is going to finish top 10, low-end top 10. I don't think he's going to have an amazing game just because <laughs> – this, this secondary is the only good part about this Chargers uh, team as a whole. I think it's going to be more – I think the star of the Packers is going to be Aaron Jones for sure. Yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I think Rodgers is going to be a top five QB this week. Uh, he just he just gets it done. With Adams coming back, that only makes him better. Um, other receiving options I'm not excited about. Jimmy Graham is a low-end tight end. MVS, end, never yeah. again. Um, Allison <laughs> never again, but running uh, game, you know, obviously Aaron Jones, you're starting. How do you feel about Jamal Williams? He's, he's just been consistent. <laughs> you got to flex him. Yeah. I don't know I why agree. I hate it so much, but like, he's, he's like the, it's the best yep. handcuff you can have right now. Uh, he's not even a handcuff though. I mean, he has standalone value. Point. Yeah. At this point, it's like Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. They both have standalone value. Oh, my. Shut your mouth. They're better than those two. Okay. So the Chargers... It's the scenario. They're both... Yeah, no, I'm just teasing you. Uh, The Chargers' rushing defense is ranked 23rd in the NFL. That's not great. Um, However, this Packers offense, I think, is going to be able to overcome this Chargers defense relatively easily. So... This is what I predict is going to happen. Packers are going to get off to an early lead, and they're just going to run the ball for the rest of the game. That's why I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have as good of a game is because he's not going to need to. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. All right. I see I see what you're saying. Yep. Over to the Chargers side of the ball. Uh, shockingly enough, the Packers have a pretty solid defense this year, uh, except for the running game. I'm expecting big things from both Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. If I had to pick from the two, I would prefer to have Austin Eckler. Now the Packers do have, I believe in their contracts, they need to at least miss five tackles on each running play. Uh, So because of that contractual obligation, I do think the running backs will have a great game against the Packers. Give me Eckler. I think he's a top 20 running back and Melvin Gordon. You know, I can see getting 40 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I think this is a start your stud situation and then don't start any questionable player situation. So I think Wise. Melvin Gordon. That's pretty Austin good advice. Eckler, well, it's I mean, start your stud. Don't play questionable. 
Nice. Like questionable. Because, well, <laughs> you know, you play matchups for the questionable. And I don't think this would be a good matchup for the Chargers. So I think Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, the only people that I would consider starting. No Phillip Rivers. Um, definitely no Mike Williams. I guess Hunter Henry. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Hunter Henry this week. I think he's a top three tight end. Um, with regards to Keenan Allen, this is a really young secondary for the Packers. Uh, and even though Keenan's been struggling, I think he has a good week this week. I think he can beat these guys with his route running. Uh, Keenan Allen, let's say 80 yards and a touchdown. I think he gets the better of the Packers. Yeah. Over the whole team getting better than the Packers? What? No. Predicting, no. no just, get out of here. 15 and 1, baby. Yes. Uh, Green Bay Packers taking on the Chargers. Uh, I would stream Philip Rivers as well. That's something I, I should mention. Uh, because of the, the rushing game in particular and the dump offs. Uh, Green Bay Packers taking on the Chargers. Give me the Packers. Packers. Ooh. I'm going to set that as my ringtone. Yeah. Moving on, we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Broncos. In a sad, sad combination. We'll start with the Broncos. Joe Flacco is out. They are starring an unproven rookie as QB. I'm not even going to name him because it's not important. You're not starting him. No. This is not great for this offense. Um, Sutton, I'm still starting because, you know, they have to throw someone. I'm hoping. I'm hoping his talent can overcome his situation. Um, I think this is good for Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Absolutely. This is another one of those gross timeshares, but I think they can both get over 60, 70 yards each this game, and I think Lindsay has a better chance to score. I agree. I actually have them both scoring a touchdown this game. Wow. That's that's a hot take, but the yep. Browns' rushing defense is 29th in the NFL. They're allowing 143 yards per game. But here's the good news. What's the good news? They don't have anybody to throw to, so they're going to run it. Uh, they want to take the ball out of their young quarterback's hands. You do yep. that by running the ball. Play it safe. They're not trying to win the season. They're just trying to not look terrible. So I think yeah, it's going to be a very run-heavy game. Speaking of ugly and wanting the season to be over, let me introduce the Cleveland Drama Queen Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I don't know if you saw this, he did an interview where... <laughs> He kind of went off on a reporter. I recommend it. It's pretty funny. Um, Yeah, he's seeming a little rattled. Him and Jameis are competing to see who can throw the most picks this season. So far, (laughs) it's a close one. I think Mayfield is uh, probably the biggest loser in the NFL so far this season. He is Manziel 2.0. Just kidding. I don't think it's that extreme, but he's struggling (laughs) in a major way. Um, he's nowhere near the streaming radar. However, how do you feel about Odo Beckham Jr.? He has a really tough matchup this week against Chris Harris. I think he is borderline benchable. Um, he is he's very borderline benchable. This Broncos defense, is, the secondary is really good. Yeah, they're no joke. Have, uh, yeah, only allowing 194 passing yards per game. With Baker Mayfield not performing well, um, averaging at least one interception a game. I, I don't expect a huge game from Odell. I think, again, he's too good not to start. Um, but he, it's, it's really close this week. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, it's kind of bye week hell this week. We're missing a lot of really good teams like the Saints yep. and the Rams. So I think Too a lot bad. of people are in the situation that they need to start him. If you can afford it, I would bench him. Uh, I'm curious to get your opinion. Would you start DK Metcalf or Odo Beckham Jr.? DK, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think that's unfortunately kind of the range we're talking about. So this is the, this is the opposite of what the Seahawks game is going to be. This is just going to be a run. <laughs> just it's whoever's going to do better. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman versus Nick Chubb. That's it's like a turtle fight. Yeah, it's not yeah. fun. Yeah, not like a snapping turtle either. Like uh, the slow turtles. Just, yeah, the boring, the boring yep. ones. Not the yeah. one that race the hair because don't know how he won it but no it's gonna be wow, just nice not fun yep yeah yep. hold your laughter it's not gonna be a fun matchup <laughs> good at lord all. uh nick chubb your starting him he's a superstar over yeah. to the broncos oh we already covered the broncos we did. man we are killing it They're so forgettable that we forgot <laughs> we talked about amen to that brother uh yeah. i think they're the most boring team in the nfl that's just me however yeah, they're up there Browns taking on the Broncos. I'm choosing the Browns, and I actually had to think about it, which is pretty funny considering the expectations for the Browns coming into the season. Yeah, this game is going to be almost as bad as my jokes. I'm going to go... It's impossible. Hesitantly, Cleveland Browns, just because I think Nick Chubb is going to put the team on his back for the 10th time this season, even though they haven't played 10 games yet. Nailed it. Uh, moving on, I think probably the most interesting NFL game this this week. The New England Patriots are taking on the Baltimore Ravens. This will be a fun game. This is my fun game of the week, guarantee. Sunday night game, too, so no other interruptions. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a beaut. We'll start with the Patriots side of the ball. Tom Brady hasn't been the league winner a lot of people drafted him to be. He's been fine. He's been productive. He's had his ups. He's had his downs. Baltimore Ravens have a solid defense. Um, They're not elite like they have been in years past, but they are still solid. Um, Ravens rushing defense is more so where they bring the heat. They're third in the NFL. They only allow 84 yards on the ground uh, per game. But yet their passing defense allows 265 yards per game, which is 26th best in the NFL. So very exploitable through the air. Here's what here's I'm going to translate that. Yeah. Sona Michelle is a no go from me. I think okay. he's going to struggle. Yep. I really like James White this week. Typically, when a Belichick faces a team with a really good D line and really good at shutting down the run, typically James White or there's been a very long line of these types of players. So I'll say it this way. Bill Belichick's uh, pass catching back excels. Um, So when it's not a Michelle game, it's going to be a James White game. I really like James White. I think Tom Brady is really going to utilize him in the passing game. uh, And that'll really elevate James White this week. So I'm benching Sony Michelle. If I can help it, I understand it's a really rough bye week, but I'm benching, benching Sony Michelle starting James White. Um, you know, I, I think I would start him over Devin Singletary. Uh, that's an emotional decision. I get it. Yeah. However, Belichick is a role kind of guy. You know, his players have roles. I do feel strongly James White. I think he's going to crush it this week. Um, 
As far as passing options, they did just get rid of Josh Gordon, which was shocking. However, they still have Julian Edelman. You're starting with confidence. He should go off this week. Anybody else uh, on this team that you're interested in? I mean, I'm considering Dorsett and Sanu both for this game just because the the Ravens' defense, their passing defense kind of gets torn apart sometimes or can get torn apart. Um, yeah, I would start Dorsett over yeah. Sanu. Uh, I think Sanu is still getting acclimated. Uh, and Dorsett has a very different skill set. Um, so I do like Dorsett more. He's yeah. more of the burner, and the Ravens get burned. I would flex Dorsett. And then consider Sanu if you're really short. I wouldn't be no. too... No. I, I, yeah, he's just unproven. So I would yeah. consider him. But I have Dorsett him on my bench. Um, over to the Ravens side of the ball. You're starting Lamar Jackson. Uh, it's a really bad matchup for him, but you know you go with the guy who's been a stud so far. You know yep. he's been lights out. Uh, I don't think he has a top five finish this week, but I think he has a top twelve finish uh, for sure. I think that he can finish top five, and here's why: I think he's going to get more rushing yards than Mark Ingram this game, for sure. I think he's going to run the ball. He's going to yeah, be more I agree with you. Run. Yeah, the, this Patriots defense is very good overall. The rushing defense ranked fourth, just above the or just below the Ravens, allowing only only eighty five rushing yards per game, uh, and they're ranked second in passing defense, allowing only one hundred forty eight. So, uh, I think Lamar Jackson is going to struggle throwing the ball, but I think he can run the ball pretty well. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think he's going to get overwhelmed really quickly against this Patriots defense. Um, Yeah, I'm not expecting, like you said, a lot of passing yards. I think he's really going to struggle in that aspect. I think he's going to be scrambling every other play. So like you said, I do think he'll have more rushing yards than Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is a hard sit for me this week. Um, Really, there's not a whole lot of fantasy options I like on this Ravens side. Uh, I would start Lamar. And I'd start Mark Andrews, but really, unfortunately, that is a tough matchup. Yeah, I, I still have Mark Ingram in my lineup um, just because I think that he could get a touchdown. I, I don't think he's going to get many yards at all. It's going to be kind of like tight ends where if he gets the touchdown, I'm going to be happy with Ingram this week. If he doesn't get a touchdown, I'm not expecting a lot from him. Yeah, I think he's going to be my sit of the week. I uh, The more I think about it, the less I like Mark Ingram. Uh, anybody else on this Ravens team you're interested in? No, that's those are really the only relevant players for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Patriots taking on the Ravens. Give me the Patriots. Yeah, I hate doing it, but Patriots. Patriots. Next up, and lastly, we have the yep. Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. Starting with the Giants. I like this team. Uh, Sterling okay. Shepard is supposed to play this week. Welcome back, Sterling Shepard. Uh, you have Evan Ingram. He's back in it. You have Saquon Barkley. He's back in it. This is the first time Daniel Jones is going to play with the combination of Shepard, Ingram, and Barkley. So he's very excited to see Shepard come back. Um, He's got two solid uh, second and third string wide receivers as well and Slay and Tate. Yeah, no, he he finally has a really good supporting cast. I'm starting Barkley, obviously. Um, Shepard, I'd be tempted to start. I think he's a low-end wide receiver, too. He's heavily involved uh, with Jones. Uh, I'm trying to think how else I want to approach this team. Uh, Mark Ingram, not Mark Ingram, Evan Ingram. You're starting him. He's a stud. He has 
a huge opportunity here with everybody being healthy. The pressure is not on him as much as it has been in the past. Uh, Daniel Jones, are you streaming Daniel Jones? Uh, it, it's tough um, because the Cowboys defense is really good. Um, but I would consider streaming them if you don't have a, any other option. I think that the, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot in this game. Yeah, no, I, I see you there. Um, I think he's on the... Nervous. Yeah, he's lower. <laughs> yeah, he's not a comfortable stream. Um, but no, I think you could do a lot worse than Daniel Jones this week, especially with his full supporting cast. Uh, Golden Tate, I think, is a big question mark. I'm not interested in Golden Tate this week. No. Uh, he's actually one of my sits. Um I think he was struggling even with all the uh, with the other options being hurt. But Shepard's back, Ingram's back, Barkley's yep. back. I don't know if there's enough volume to go around to keep Tate effective. I agree. Um, yeah, it sums up the Giants. That was pretty easy. Yeah, that's about uh, it. I mean, no, yeah. no, no one else, honestly. Easy. Over to the Cowboys side of the ball. I think it's all systems go. It should. Yep. I mean, the Giants are a bad defense. Um, you know, as far as rankings, they're 20 seconds in a bad way against running backs and 25th in a bad way, uh, against, uh, passing options. Um, so I guess another way of saying that is they're the 22nd least effective and 25th least effective defenses in the NFL. Yeah. So you're starting Cooper, you're starting Zeke, you're starting Dak. How do you feel about Witten and Michael Gallup? Uh, Witten is a sit for me, and Michael Gallup is a low-end flex. Low-end flex. Low Interesting. End flex. I think this Giants defense is bad enough that I feel comfortable starting the wide receiver, too. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that sums up that game. Now, that was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Not a lot of mystery plays uh-huh. in this game. Uh, Giants versus Cowboys. You're going to say Cowboys. I'll speak for you. Yeah. Give me the Giants. It's, I'm digging. I'm I'm liking an upset in this game. No, I think it's going to be whichever whichever defense is going to show up to play, and then Cowboys defense is better. So, oh, by leaps and yeah. bounds, are you That's kidding me? Win. That's why they're oh going to win. Oh my gosh! They both have really good offense. It's all about which defense can stop them, and I think Cowboys defense has a higher chance of stopping the Giants offense than vice versa. So, I think the Cowboys choke. So okay. give me give me the Giants, right. give me Barkley, give me Minnie Manning, Brendan. Who do you say? Who do you say? I am gonna side with Andrew on this one. I'm taking the Cowboys. I think that's, that's the wise pick. But, I think uh, no balls. Six different. That's what I'm here for. Different uh, separate picks, and I think that <laughs> that Brendan picked three for you, three for me. Oh, oh man! Oh, if we tie this week, I'll be so sad. That sums up our preview of week nine. Andrew, let's go into my favorite segment, our yays and nays of the week. I'll start uh, with my first yay of the week. Give me all the shares of DK Metcalf this week versus Tampa Bay. He is the most targeted NFL receiver in the red zone. Mm -hmm. That translates usually pretty well to fantasy football points. He got two TDs last week. This game, I project to be a shootout uh, with two high-scoring teams. Tampa Bay is the sixth worst in the NFL against wide receivers. They're going to be having to focus on Tyler Lockett. They're going to have to focus on Russell Wilson. I think DK Metcalf comes up with a big one again. There you go. Uh, I am going to stick with the wide receiver. Go Tyrell Williams. He's still averaging a touchdown a game. He's going up against the worst 
passing defense in the league, allowing almost 300 yards per game. So I like Tyra, uh, Tyra Williams a lot. Next up, I have Darren Fells against Jacksonville, the tight end. He caught 100% of his targets last week. He has five TDs this season. Now, I understand the argument. He is touchdown or bust, but so is every tight end. I like his chances. There's no fuller. He is currently the ninth best tight end this season in fantasy football. And another fun tidbit, would you consider the Texans to be a team that's in the red zone quite a bit? Yeah. I agree with you. He leads the Texans in red zone targets. All you need is one. Give me Darren Fells. Yeah, look at that. Houston Texans are, it looks like, ninth in uh, points per game. So they're getting red zone opportunities. Nice. I am going to go with Philip Lindsay. Go with Philip Lindsay here. Uh, we talked about how bad the Browns rushing defense is. Ranked 29th, averaging 143 yards per game. Um, like, I, like I said, it's going to be all ground game here. It's going to be Nick Chubb versus uh, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I think Philip Lindsay can get a touchdown and maybe 100 yards. I dig it. My final game of the week is a running back as well. Le'Veon Bell, Liberty Bell versus Miami. I know I dropped this little stat earlier. He's had a rough start of the season, averaging 7.5 points per game since week three. He hasn't gotten the workload. His talent is still there. He's just been on a sucky team that has had a really crappy chunk of luck so far. Mm -hmm. They've had their starting QB hurt. They've faced good teams. They have a dumbass for a coach. Those things do not combine for an efficient running back. However, let me make the case against Miami. He is a squeaky wheel, and I know that is not a... That leans more towards emotional side of the arguments. However, there's a lot of history of the squeaky wheel getting the grease. I think Le'Veon Bell is one of those people that gets his wheel greased. I expect him to get a huge uptick in workload. They don't want to overwhelm Sam Darnold. And that's going to happen by funneling the ball through Le'Veon Bell. Miami is literally the worst team in the NFL against running backs. That should translate well to Le'Veon Bell's success. Give me all the bell I can take. I think he has a breakout game this week. Top five. I am going to go with, for my last yay, uh, Gardner Minshew against the Houston Texans. He's been on a roll. I think he's going to continue to roll. Um, against this questionable Texans secondary. Um, They're giving up 276 passing yards per game, 362 total yards per game. Um, It's it's not – their rushing defense is great, but without J.J. Watt, that's a huge step back for the Texans defense. So I think Gardner Minshew could take advantage of this. Uh, Yeah, give me Gardner. Uh, moving into our nays category, uh, we share one, so we'll start with that one. We both have Terry McLaurin as yep. a nay this week. Um, he's facing Buffalo. There's two things this comes down to. Dwayne Haskins yep. is a bad quarterback, and I don't want to doom him for his career. I'm not qualified to judge him in that way. But for fantasy football, he's been a nightmare this season. Not ready. Uh, the Bills are a nightmare matchup. They only allow 14.6 per game to wide receivers this season. That is the second best in the NFL. Terry McLaurin, I have as a sit. Don't play him. Don't do it. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to, <laughs> that's well said. I'm going to go to Ty Johnson. Now, um, I know there's, you know, a lot of questions about, uh, what's his name? I'm losing it. I'm losing Trey Carson being questionable with a hamstring injury. Ty Johnson should get most of the shares, but he's just, he didn't do it for me last week. He's going up against a pretty good rushing defense uh, in the Oakland Raiders. They're ranked ninth, only allowing 93 yards per game. Like I said before, I would be fading on carry on Johnson if he was playing against the Raiders, and I'm I'm really fading on Ty Johnson this week. Yeah, I feel you there. Uh, next up, I have Sony Michelle against Baltimore. The Ravens are a really tough rush defense, like we said in our preview. They're the second best in the NFL against running backs since the start of last season. Um, I do expect it to be a more pass catcher uh, running back game. Uh, yeah, running back situation this game. And Tom Brady and Bill Belichick really heavily utilize the pass catching RBs uh, as opposed to their, their plotters. Um, typically, for example, they used to do it with Blunt and James White. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blunt would struggle against uh, teams that have a really good O-line because they'd really focus uh, their plays through the pass catchers. So I think this is going to be a James White slash Burkhead game, and Sonny Michelle should struggle. All right. Uh, my last nay is pretty controversial. Uh, and I know you're not going to like it, but I put Daniel Jones here. Now, I know what you're thinking. He's got a full offense. Everyone's ready to go. But they're going up against the Cowboys. And I think the Cowboys have a really solid overall defense. Um, I think that they're going to try to play catch-up most of this game. And I think Jones is going to make mistakes trying to play catch-up. So I think the Cowboys' defense are, are too strong for Daniel Jones. I feel like Daniel Jones is the human embodiment of Vineyard Vines. Completely unrelated. My (laughs) my final nay of the day is Golden Tate against Dallas. Um, You know, Dallas is a very good defense against wide receivers. They only allow .7 touchdowns per game to wide receivers uh, on average. So obviously they don't allow less than a touchdown per game, <laughs> but yeah. they are dominant dominant against wide receivers. Um, Shepard is back. That's going to lead to less target volume, less target share in this offense. I think Stepper takes a step forward. Tate's going to have to take a step back. There's only so many pieces of this pie. I think Tate goes back to more of a supportive role. Good for real life football, not so good for fantasy football. There we go. I agree. That sums up our week nine preview. I wish everybody the best of luck. If you like what you heard, or even if you didn't, please leave us a good review on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. And that helps us get our word out about what we're doing here. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in this week nine. And we will see you for the week nine recap next week.